Welcome back, Lumberjack fans. Hey, y'all. We're a little late, but, you know, it's been a busy week, and it is now game day, probably the biggest game of the season so far. We're playing UCA tonight, but right now we're going to tell you about the uh, Lamar game on Saturday. Yes, so, are y'all excited? Well, let's do it. Lumberjack we, basketball. So Saturday we had a doubleheader, the, the ladies and the guys. Um, Alex and I went to both games. We we had two guests join us uh, for the games. If y'all followed along on on Facebook or Instagram, um, you know we we had we had Bernie join us, of course. Because um, why couldn't we do yeah. that meme? Like that's my new favorite meme ever. It's just it's been so so many good ones. Um, but then on a real note, uh, we had my cousin. My cousin Jeremy's in from L.A., and so he joined us. Uh, so that was fun. I don't even know when the last time was that he's been to a an SFA basketball game. Um, I think the last couple times he's come in, we've gone to a volleyball game, um, which there actually was volleyball on Saturday, but I somehow missed that, so we didn't we didn't make it. But anyway. Um, yeah, I... It, it. You know, it's going to be rough in the spring now because there's going to be multiple sports going at once, more so than normal. I mean, because you're going to have yeah. soccer and volleyball, which normally aren't playing really in the spring. <clears throat> normally, they're in the fall. And so then you have that on top of baseball and softball. And then the end of basketball here, it's like, and tennis, I believe. Yeah, this normally spring or not. I think yeah, this spring is, is going to be very stacked up. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I'm just like, thank God football isn't in the mix because I'm just like, that would be just too much. Too much. Thank you, Coach, Car- Coach Carthel, for getting football out of the way in the fall. I appreciate that. Yeah, much. me too. Me too. My liver appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could we could not put basketball and football into the same time frame. No, because remember there, well, there was one day, um, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, I think it was last season where they scheduled a football game or basketball games in the early afternoon. And then like the football game at like six o'clock. So we literally went from basketball to football, but I mean, it, it was a lot. And I was like, man, I couldn't do this every weekend. There's no freaking way. No, we're no, we're, we're too no. old to do that now. Mm-mm. No pass. And I heard actually, and we'll, we'll get to basketball in a second, I actually saw an r- article the other day on Twitter, I believe, and it was like, I think they were talking about SFA possibly playing a non-conference football game on April 17th. And I'm like, well, well, well. I mean, at least basketball will be over, yeah. so that's fine. But I'm just wondering, because normally that's when we do like spring games and stuff, so I'm wondering if it'll just be like a spring game, kind of like scrimmage scenario. But at the same time, it didn't. And I was just like, maybe this is the baby. Maybe they are going to play like an actual game. But they said non-conference, so I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. We'll have to see. But unless I read it wrong or I'm just dreaming, it's possible because, you know, who the hell knows, honestly, at this point. But anyway, wild. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the history between us and Lamar. Big Red. Yeah. Um. So the... The background is we have 18 wins and 15 losses in our matchups against Lamar. Um, our largest margin of victory was 79 to 43 in 2013. Um, our smallest margin of victory was 73 to 72 in 2007. Um, 
Our last matchup, which was February 29th, uh, leap year day of 2020, we won 95 to 76. Um, but I do want to say, like Alex and I talked about this before the game, Lamar is just one of those teams that I feel like every season, they it doesn't matter if they're at the top of the pack or the bottom of the pack, like at least one of the games we play them, they're going to give us a run for our money and like make us work for it. Every every year, every season. Like, I, it, honestly, it never fails. Just like Jacqueline says, I feel like they play us from literally the opening tip-off until the final buzzer. They play us hard every single year. Um, this year is probably the first year where we actually, like, had a pretty substantial lead for the most part. I mean, we did win by a pretty big margin, which we'll mention in a second, if you, in case you missed the score, which hopefully you didn't, but mm-hmm. you did, we'll tell you. Um, but usually, I mean, it's usually it's a freaking nail-biter. I mean, most of the times when we've gone to Lamar the past few seasons, like, I mean, either it's a nail-biter and we just barely squeak out with it, or they beat us. Yeah. You know, there's just one of those teams that, like you said, whether they're doing well or doing not, like, they could be bottom of the pack and kick our butt. Yeah. I don't know how. It just happens. Yeah. Um, so, overall, uh, currently, before coming into that game, they were, they were at 3-10, and 10, so not very good. 1-3 and three in conference. Um, they played some decent people. Uh, they took L's to U of H, Tulane, Lipscomb, Air Force, Southern Mississippi, Law Tech, UT San Antonio, Abilene Christian, Nichols, and Sam Houston. Uh, their wins were against University of Louisiana Monroe, but yet we lost to them. So again, yeah. that, that goes to my point. Um, and then they lo- or they beat Southeastern Louisiana and Houston Baptist, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was the background. Um, we did win one hundred two to seventy two, so about an even thirty points. Uh, the recorded attendance was 2,311. Um, yeah, it was probably it was probably the best attendance I've seen thus far. Well, for sure. I, I 100% yeah. agree. I feel like it's going to be even more of a sellout or a social distance sellout is what I think they mm-hmm. call it. Um, on Sunday, on Saturday and Sunday when the girls and guys both play Sam Houston. So yeah. um, I'm excited. It'll be good. It'll be a good little Me too. Uh, weekend. Uh, it'll be good. We'll talk more about that in a minute, though. Um, so to bring up Southland standings, at the moment, again, since last week, not too much has changed. Just SFA and Sam Houston both are undefeated in conference, the last two undefeateds in the conference. Sam Houston's still ahead by one game in conference. They're 6-0. and We're 5-0. and um, The overall, obviously, I'm trying to just avoid looking at the overall because it doesn't really kind of – doesn't really reflect yeah reflect how we're doing in conference because how many games we've played it almost looks like we have sucked overall but it just we're nine and two overall like we've only lost two games all season just because there's a bunch that's been canceled or postponed because of the covids mm-hmm. um Nichols is still doing pretty well actually they're six and one uh, they've only lost one game in conference so they're actually doing decently um they still have a winning winning record at nine and five um Let's see here. Abilene Christian, even though they did lose to Sam Houston, they are still in the in the hunt at four and one. They're twelve and three overall. Sam Houston and Abilene Christian are both getting point are both getting votes and are in top twenty five in the mid major uh, polls. So they're doing yeah. really well in the polls. Uh, SFA, last time I checked, you're getting twenty one votes, and I think I don't know if Nichols was or not. I don't think they were, but I think we're we're kind of 
in the middle of the pack getting votes. We're not obviously hitting the top 25 yet, but um, that's just because Sam Houston and Abilene just had a, like a gangbusters beginning to the season. So that's kind of where that's coming out. But uh, let's see here. We obviously, like I said, are playing Sam Houston on Sunday, but tonight we're playing Abilene Christian. And so it's honestly, it's, I couldn't tell you how it's going to go, to be fair. Fingers crossed, to be honest with you. Abilene yeah. Christian is playing very, very well this season. So honestly, anything can happen at this point. And Adam Corpus Christi is at a whopping 0-3 at the very bottom of the pack. They're not doing well. <laughs> so that is Yikes. the Southland Conference. I don't know. I'm not going to have to go over the Southland Conference standings very much longer. Yeah. Next season will be the WAC standings, and it's yeah. going to be wicky-wacky. It's going to be wild. Um, really wild, for sure. Okay, so Sean Kennedy stat section. Uh, we had on our full goal percentage 59.7 percent that's good i'm happy you're good you're good yep uh three point percentage 45 percent also good uh free throw percentage please sit down collect yourself 100 percent we should just like make a plaque for this i think um, honestly i'm trying to find like a like a sound effect for this hold on let's see if this will work <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Hold on. 100% free throw percentage. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt. Um, Points in the paint, we got 50. Again, same as last last game. Uh, Points off turnovers, only 17. Second chance points, only 15. Um, Fast break points, we had 28. Bench points. Yeah, bench points, we had 22. Um, total rebounds, we had 34. We had nine offensive boards and 25 defensive boards. Um, we had 20 fouls, which is not terrible. We had four more than they did. They had 16. But um, yeah. I feel like for us, 20 is not terrible. Um, Agreed. We had 15 turnovers. We also forced 15 turnovers. So, it's a little surprising that those are even seeing by how much we won, but right, whatever. I will not complain. Um, well, I'm not going to complain <laughs> about it at all. <laughs> we had we had eight steals and we had five blocks. Um, so for game leaders, the player of the game was Rati. He had 17 points, four rebounds, five assists, and one steal. Um, overall field goal, he was six of nine. Um, from the three-point line, he was three of six, so he made 50% on his free throws. I mean, his three-pointers. And then free throws, he was two of two. Um, so half of his made shots during that game were three-pointers. Um, so mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Or sh- half of his shots from the field. I'm not counting free throws. Anyway, uh, Cam was the high point. He had 21 points, three rebounds, four assists, and one steal. Um, Gavin was matching Rati on score, 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. Uh, David had 13 points, three rebounds, five assists. Calvin had 12 points, four rebounds, one assist, two blocks, one steal. So he had something and everything. And then Nigel had 10 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal. So, uh, we had six guys in double digits. I mean, all up there leading the pack. Really good. Um, did, it was 
did you have a season? Did you have a? Did you have a season stat that you wanted to? Well, yeah. So okay. I, I figured it'd be a good time before we played Abilene Christian and Sam Houston this weekend to kind of just go over how we were doing um, season stat wise. So I okay. wanted to kind of bring up the statistics, kind of game, kind of category leaders, and who's doing well in each category. Just you know, just just for now, <clears throat> yeah, at the moment. So yeah. So at the in regards to let's see here trying to make it a little bit bigger so that we I can see it fully here. So uh, in regards to points, obviously uh, we have Cam. He is having, or he has point leader kind of totals at the moment. He has 204 points. He's kind of blowing everybody else out the water. Uh, next is Gaben. He has 158 points. And Roxy with 128 and David with 112. And those are the four that are in the triple digits. Um, everyone else is still doing pretty good. I mean, you have Calvin with 89, et cetera, but game or uh, season leader so far, Cam, Gavin, Rati, and David with points. Uh, when it comes to field goals, Cam again, um, I'm sorry. He has field goal, he has the most field goal attempts, but when it comes to percentage wise, the best percentage on the team is going to be Gavin at 68%. Um, when it comes to Cameron, Cam, uh, Cameron does have a 60%. Well, I'll round it up to 61. And um, Calvin actually has 66%. So doing well, doing well there. Uh, let's see, three-pointers. We're going to go with, let's see who has the best. Obviously, Calvin has the best three-pointers at 100% because he's only taken one. one. <laughs> um, or two, technically. Two, two attempted and two made. Um but when it comes to, let's see, normal shooters here, best on the team is Cam at 44, when we'll round up to 45%, and then, of course, David at 40, at 43. Um, free throws, let's see who's doing the best on free throws. Who do you think Jacqueline has the best free throw percentage who's still on the team? Um, gotta be either, well, I would guess either David or Rati. Yeah, uh, it would it would be raw T wear at eighty five percent, eighty five percent free throw percentage. Uh, coming up right behind him is a close tie between um, not a close tie, but close between Nana at eighty eighty two and DeAndre at eighty one. Again, that's just based off of the free throws attempts and made. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, rebounds. Leader, uh, let's see here. Obviously, Gavin at 31, Calvin at 20, Charlie at 19, and yep, that's where that is. There at Nana with 11, actually, that's pretty good. Not bad, not bad. Assists, uh, David with the most assist, 42 yeah. at the moment, and then Rati at 36. Ooh, He's ooh, closer ooh. than I thought he would have been on David. I know, right? So um, I'm impressed. I uh, agreed. And then with blocks, uh, Calvin actually has the most blocks at 13. Yeah, I figured that. And then Nana with nine. Dang, Nana. Look at Nana. I know. I know. I'm very, very pleasantly surprised with Nana's performance this season. Like, I am so, so ecstatic. And it's crazy because Gavin only has two. Yeah, Gavin's not a big block man. He's not, which is fine. But, I mean, he, yeah. Yeah, it's just, he has two um, and then Charlie has eight, actually, as well. So, doing good there. 
Steels, Steels leader is Rati with 21, and then Gavin at 14, Calvin at 14, and Cameron at 13, David at 10. Turnovers, not the best stat, but <laughs> I will say, unfortunately, David has the most turnovers at 29, and then... Which you would, ex- you would expect with the point guard, you know? Yeah, which is, ex- yes, which is expected. Obviously, I hate that they, like, keep track of the turnovers. You're like, yeah. it's such a negative, like, oh, I don't want to know, but it's still interesting to see. Uh, Rati with... Roddy with uh, 25, and Gaiman <clears throat> with 24, and it just goes down from there. Personal fouls. Hold on to your hat here. Uh, Calvin has the most. I knew Calvin had the most. Of course Calvin has the most. They're 35 on the season so far. And then Charlie at 27, Nigel at 27, and Gavin at 27. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Total minutes played so far, Rati with 356 and Cam at 325. And then, of course, they have a miscellaneous category, um, uh, I don't think I don't know why it has assists on here. It's an assist to turnover ratio. I'm sorry, assist to turnover ratio. Um, nothing really surprising there. Let's see here. I don't really know. I guess 1.59 for DeAndre Heckard assist to turnover. I don't really know the purpose the purpose of that <laughs> stat, but. <laughs> But we're just gonna sit. We're just gonna go with it. Anyway, so those are your category leaders for uh, the season as thus far. Obviously, we still have some games left, um, so we'll see how those change between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I like that. That's interesting, it, and it's uh, interesting to do like a mid-season kind of check-in and then see at the end where we're at. You know, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, you know, it'd be kind of. I just wanted to see where everybody was and just see kind of like where everybody's stacking up with each other and you know there were a couple surprises and then a couple that were like of course like we knew calvin was gonna have the most freaking <laughs> personal fouls like we just knew it but we also knew he'd have the most blocks so correct exactly yeah. so it's like tit for tat no yeah so exactly all right let's take away with your uh your piece of strength girl okay so my starting five uh i mean my first point has to be the 100 on free throws oh for sure goodness gracious 19 of 19 and charlie even hit his two so that was great. That was great. Um, I was so happy. We played. We played much better defense. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying much better. Like we haven't played good defense, but you know, some games there there are plays here and there where I'm just like, it just didn't seem like we had the juice. Like we just weren't firing on all cylinders. But we had a great defensive game across the board. Like I feel like Calvin played more aggressive defense than he normally does. Um, and I don't even think. Let's see how many fouls he had. He only had three fouls, so I felt like he played good defense and he wasn't in four or five foul territory. Um, but he initiated a, a steal that helped that Raji helped out with, um, and he got a great block. Nana got a great block. Um, Nigel and Gavin each took a great charge, and then Gavin got a steal on a fast break dunk. Um, so just all across the board, everyone was playing really great defense. Um, I ditto that. I didn't mention that in my feet of strength, but I wanted to ditto it when you talked about it. Um, because you had all the good points there. Uh, I mean, I think I thought the defensive game was was really good. I mentioned a couple defensive things, but I just wanted to say, like, in total, agree. Yeah, they just seemed ready. Um, 
for sure. So there, there was also great scoring all around, which we mentioned with all the players in double digits. But Cam and David were both just on fire during that game. Um, they had an yeah. alley oop that was just like nice, 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 like textbook. Yeah, that was a nasty alley oop. That was probably yeah. one of the like sickest alley oops I've seen them do in a long. Yeah, time. it was great. Um, and Nigel had a great game as well. He at halftime he was the high point. Um, didn't score as much the second half, but I mean, the first half of the game, he had more points than anybody. So that was great. Um, I feel like we finally played a game where I could say like, we played our potential. Um, and it it was obviously the best game of the season and everyone got to play. Uh, so that was, that's always nice to, to have a conference game that we get to a point where everybody can come off the bench. Um, and then last but not least, so I did whenever I listened, I mean, watched it back, I was confused when it first started because I was like, this is not Rob. And like, I know, I know Rob primarily does the radio, but usually when I listen to it on, or when I watch it back on ESPN, the home games I've watched thus far this season, it's always been Rob talking. And so right. I was like, well, that's not Rob. I don't know. I don't know who these dudes are. Um, but then, uh, they introduced themselves and one of them was T-Ziv. I know. It was just, it was wild. Yeah. So our boy Tyler Zivney, uh, who played last season and, um, I think mostly just, you know, school-wise chose not to play this season. He's, I think he was trying to get into PA school or something like that or physical therapy school. Physical, maybe. Anyway. Anyway. So apparently they've asked him to commentate a few games, so... Um, that's really cool. Yeah, so that's that's cool. That's exciting for him. Uh, him and some guy named Justin Simmons. We don't know you, Justin, but nice to meet you. Um, so I don't I know. Have comments over this. Yeah. Not um, necessarily negative. I just yeah. I have I have some comments about it, and I have some like not necessarily again. It's not necessarily a grievance, even though I have it under the <laughs> grievance. It's just a confusion. Yeah, I'm ready to hear it. But yeah, so he's gonna do a few more. I don't know if it'll be with Justin or if it'll be with someone else. I don't know what the reasoning is that they sometimes have Rob and then sometimes they have students, but whatever. Well, yeah. um, it, was yeah. our boy, it was our boy Tyler, so that was exciting when I was like, wait, what? Tyler Zivney? I just heard them say Tyler Zivney. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then I was like excited to try to listen harder because at first I was just like, well, it's not Rob, so I'm not really paying attention, you know? Correct. Um, well, and that's the thing. Um, okay, so with mine, definitely going to do a big shout out, like a big wahoo I wish I would have left that up on my phone so I could have done it again. Um, I really, I loved the, the fact that there were six players, six in double digits. Like I thought that was fantastic. Really, kind of spreading the scoring around, which I would, we love to see it. Like you love to see kind of a thing. I also would like to note I, again. Jacqueline mentioned the defense, and she had specific plays. And I will say, agreed on the defensive, like I said. But you know, what I kind of figured within that first defensive stand where Gavin, Gavin, Jesus Christ, Gavin <laughs> technically took two charges, but finally got called for the second one. Um, and then it was then when I knew that this was going to be a good defensive game from us because we came out of the gate, like swinging. Um, and then Nigel took a nice charge as well. So my, my kind of props on that for a feat of strength was the physicality of the game. I mean, it, it was a quick, fast paced game. Um, especially yeah. in that first half, and then it really started picking up towards the, se- like, the second part of the second half. Um, 
And it was just a really quick game, really quick boom, 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 back up the court. I think Justin or Tyler multiple times on the thing said that, man, it feels like a track meet out there. Like they're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they were. So definitely a physical game. Uh, I loved seeing the bench points back up to double digits, back up to like 22 in the 20s where it normally is and even higher sometimes. That's where it should be. We should have a lot of bench points, especially considering who's coming off the bench. Um, and then another 50 pip game. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, another feat of strength, not necessarily about the team, but Purple Haze brought back the You Still Suck pant during free throw. And I am the happy, happy little alum about that. Um, I, I was talking to Holly about it, and I guess I don't really not know exactly where it came from or who wanted to start it back up. Obviously, Purple Haze brought it up, but like in the past, in the very you know, when I was a student, we always would say, you know, you still suck whenever someone made a uh, made a free throw. And then when they missed it, they would say, you suck. But then for a while there, they didn't want us to say that because, ooh, you know, suck. It's a bad word. Ooh, it's a freaking college game. Give me a break. Anyway, so they hadn't been saying it for a long time. And I was just like, that's kind of lame because that was just kind of like a traditional thing that Purple Haze and then even the hecklers back back in when I know if you're listening, Rev or whoever, um, that y'all were in the hecklers and I was in the hecklers probably for like one season before it disbanded. Um, anyway, so I was really happy that I heard multiple times, you still suck from Purple Haze. I loved it. Praise, praise, praise. And then... This kind of goes back again to Tyler and Justin on the on the play-by-play because at one point when Nana got his two back-to-back blocks, he said Nana with another no-no, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down immediately, and I was. Just I like, liked that. Hilarious. I yeah. He had they had so many little one-liners, which I'll talk about those again too. Um, but the, the random one-liners that I loved the most were that one. Um, another one that was funny was had had the razzle just missed it on the dazzle. <laughs> I liked that one too. I didn't note it, but I laughed out loud oh, when he yeah. said that. So that one made me laugh out loud. And then another one was I think when it was the alley oop, um, a monster. Or it was either that or one from uh, from Gavin. I cannot remember who who slammed it, but he said a monster slam with the extra jam. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had to be Justin. I don't know if Tyler has those kind of one-liners in his back pocket, but um, I had those little one-liners, those little things, and it kind of reminded me of Nick Springer, but better. Yeah, definitely better. (laughs) Yeah, because at least we could understand what Justin was saying, and he was, like, speaking eloquently, and, like, he wasn't tripping over his words. You know, he wasn't speaking 200 miles per minute, you know, type of thing. So, so yeah, those are my... (laughs) Those are those are my feats of strength. I thought I was laughing so hard at those. I thought they were hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Um, okay, so moving right into our other segment, the basic the basic opposite of the feats of strength. Your favorite, you love to hate it. With the airing of grievances, I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear them. All right, so diving right into the airing of grievances there's a few on here the first one i'm gonna bring up is and again preface this i'm not 
upset at the refs per se, but I just don't think that the tech on David was necessarily like, I've seen worse. I've seen worse taunting. They called it a class A taunting for his tech. And I just wasn't a hundred percent on board with the tech. Um, it wasn't like he shoved him. He just kind of like chest bumped him a smidgen when he came down with the ball. And I was just like, okay, come on. Like, I get why you called it, but I was like, that's just a little weak. Like, I've seen worse taunting. I've seen, and then the Lamar guy pushed David afterwards. So, I'm like, I mean, come on. That's my opinion. I wasn't horrible, but I was like, come on. So, I was getting confused on it, too. And I at, so, I think... I think the only thing that we must have missed, I think he had to have said something in addition to the little chest bump that was... Which he, he may have, but they didn't... Yeah, because which he may have. He may have. Because we would have missed that, that part. Because Well, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't. But because I asked Dad, I was like, you know, is that like, would you have... Because, you know, when it comes up to the discretion of the ref and what, what actually transpired, right. and we don't know all of it, but... I was like, would you have called a double tech in a situation like that? Because a lot of times, if it's if it's evenly matched on both sides, they'll call double tech. Right. And um, so he was like, you know, maybe he said something. We don't know what he said. And if the other guy, like, they could consider that just reactionary and not like that he instigated something when he kind of pushed him back. So... I don't know. Um, right. it, some something else that we missed happened because Keller was like really yelling at David when he came out. But and I you did know, notice that too. So I was just like, I don't know. So maybe he did say something. Maybe Keller just thought that the little like tiny little chest bump was unnecessary. Which I mean, again, I've seen worse taunting. But if David did say something, then obviously different story. We don't know the full story. I think the grievance on uh, that I have is the fact that it happened. First of all, like, I hate texts, especially dumb ones like that, because you just automatically almost guarantee points for the other team. Thankfully, yeah. the guy only made one of the two tech, three, uh, the tech uh, points, but still, I'm just like, all yeah. right. It won't, it won't be the, it, I mean, it's not the first or the last time, I'm sure, that we'll end up getting a tech, but the only no. thing that the only thing that bothers me is that he let zero bother him because that kid was like not even good. I'm like that kid's not exactly. even, not even worth your time, David. Like well, unless, whatever. Unless zero said something to him earlier, and that which is possible yep. to David. Just dang it, just tell us. If, <laughs> you're not listening, uh, Mr. Calories. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> Ask your son if if homeboy said something to him earlier in the game, and David said, uh uh-uh. uh junior and then puffed up to him and then that's where it kind of escalated because if that's the case then david you go on and go you puff up your chest and say bitch please that's that's i'm cool with it we need to um, know because mama tess will go will go get on well, with zero I'm sure, I'm sure my mom had plenty to say when david got the tech i'm sure well I, i'll have to ask her later i have no idea um again every time david gets in trouble or anytime someone does something to david she's ready to fight so yeah yeah, don't get don't get her mad. She's like, you know, hundred plus pounds of Italian force. So don't get don't get her mad, man. Um, my other another grievance I had was nine offensive rebounds. That's it, man. That's it. Yikes! I mean, yeah, we won hundred two. I just but we nine had like we had like twenty five missed shots, and that's all the rebounds we got. That's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. That's my point. It's like 
be better. You had 25 missed shots, and you only hit, only got nine offensive rebounds from that? Like, God, bless America. Um, there weren't a lot of moments, but there were a few moments in transition where we didn't get back on defense as quick as we should have been. Um, and then on offense, we were making some breakaway layups, but yet we didn't make the layups. Like, on the turnover, we completely just botched the layup. But I'm like, yeah. come on, you got a breakaway. I mean, yes, we did have 28 fast break points if they're 16. So, again, it wasn't like the whole game in transition was horrible. But there were just a few of those moments that I just noticed that we were just sloppy getting back on D quick enough or when it was a transition after a turnover on our end, when we were trying to make the layup, we just botched the layup. And I was just like, okay, again, it's just kind of like sloppy basketball. Um, And then my other grievance, too, was – wasn't the fact that it was Justin and Tyler on that it was the fact that Rob wasn't but then Rob was a couple other times so I think it's just the continuity of it like when is Rob gonna be on ESPN when is he not gonna be on ESPN like it it keeps flip-flopping back I think it's gonna be Rob just let it be Rob and if it's not gonna be Rob like then just let it be Tyler and Justin like make up your mind I'm very confused what the like deciding factor is for that yeah, that's my thing. I just want some continuity with it. Again, yeah. and, and when I got home, my dad, because, again, dad watched it on the TV, he said, oh, they weren't horrible. It just wasn't Rob. He's like, they, <laughs> yeah. were, they were decent. It just wasn't Rob. And I'm like, I feel like that's for anybody. Like, I don't care who we're watching. Yeah. I don't care if they're, you know, a fantastic play-by-play call announcer or radio announcer. They're just not Rob. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Go sign. Um, and then my final grievance is not necessarily get anything um, about the – um, game or anything, my grievance is actually a grievance for my bank account against the beer delivery. Um, because, <laughs> man, when it's a doubleheader, we just, it's its a lot, man. There's, there's, there's a lot of beer deliveries, food deliveries, yeah. and that's a lot. <laughs> so I was telling Jacqueline, and I'm not going to tell you guys, never mind, because I don't want anybody to hear my our plan, and then like, try Never mind. I was like, we got to have a balling on a budget plan for like next season when next season hits um, to where we're, we're not spending 30, 40, $50 on a double header. Um, yeah, agreed. Like we need <laughs> well, ordering beer. I mean, yeah, I love the delivery portion of it, but holy mackerel. We need a Anything. discretionary budget for the. I, I said that. For I the said double that. I was like, man, after that first double header weekend where we ordered like four or five rounds of beer to our seats, I looked at my bank account and I was like, I'm going to need a second job just for beer <laughs> delivery. That and new merchandise, because what is going yeah. on? Anyway. Okay. Maybe they'll let us pick up some shifts uh, bartending at headliners or something. <laughs> Something. I need some tips. I need. I mean, I'm selling DVDs. I'm selling stuff at my house. Just trying to get extra money so I can buy beer. That is a bad sign. Yeah, I may have a problem. Okay, so my grievances. My first one, and I will have to like go on a soapbox for just a minute and and vent a little. But and this has nothing to do with the team, but it's just the. spectators coming to the game uh like we are so lucky that we're able to be having games and we're being able to have fans at the games so please 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 wear your damn mask it's like the only stipulation that we have to come into the game is it says you must wear your mask unless you're eating or unless you're drinking 
And so I make it very obvious whenever I have mine off that I have my drink in my hand. And that's why, you know, I'm drinking. But, like, guys, this is just, it's simple. Like, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be wearing the masks. That's NCAA policies. That's us, like, maintaining compliance to be able to have the number of fans that we have. So just put on your mask. Like, it's no, it's no joke. I've had it. I'm telling you, please just put on your mask. Like, it's very simple. Um, and we want to continue being able to go support the guys. So just put your mask on. Like I was looking around and there were so many people not wearing a mask. Yeah. And there, there was no drinks, no water, no food anywhere near the yeah. toilet. So they're yeah. pie holes. So, <laughs> so put on the mask. I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard. There's so many teams out there that have no fans. So many leagues that have no fans, none, zip, zero, their teams are playing in front of empty ass stadiums. And then we're over here in Nacogdoches and we can have, you know, a couple thousand people in the freaking stadium in, in the sawmill. And we're going to take advantage of that shit. Absolutely not. I know. And it's especially important for games like on Sunday when that's going to be a televised game, because if the camera is panning the crowd and half of y'all idiots don't have your mask on and that's, like, the only reason that we're able to have people, like, we're going to get dragged. And we might get, I don't know, we might get fined or we might get in trouble. Um, yeah. So, just put on your freaking mask. Jeez. No one likes there's, it. There is going to be a, a high, high, high possibility that we're going to get dragged on social media because, yes, it is televised. Um, I don't know about the fine part. It's possible. I have no idea what the rules yeah, are. Yeah, I don't either. But it's a guarantee that if they pan over until that one area section across from us because I don't know what the hell the people are doing behind us. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Right. The only thing across from us. And they scroll over to the section where all those people are sitting kind of like behind the behind Rob and ain't nobody, a single damn person has their mask on except for the freaking Joneses and Corey Blanford. And that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my second one, I, I did start out saying ESPN was not Rob, but then when I realized it was Tyler, I, that's not going to be a grievance for me, but the, I don't know who was on the cameras and if it was somebody different, but the camera action was a little slow. Like there were a few mm-hmm. positions where like play was happening out of the frame cause they hadn't panned over. And I'm like, what's, what's happening over there? I can't see cause you haven't moved right. the camera over. And then there was like one time during a free throw, like, Gavin was shooting a free throw, and it was, like, zoomed in on this dude, like, tying his shorts. And I'm like, I don't need to see this dude's crotch and him tying his shorts. Like, I need to see okay. if Gavin's making I the free throw. About it. I'm just <laughs> I was like, I need to see if Gavin's making this free throw. Like, um. No, I get you, girl. I agree. I noticed that as well. It was annoying. Um, we did have a few back doors. I didn't count, but there were a couple. Um, which I just don't feel like at this point Lamar should be slipping in back doors on us with their atrocious record. Um, the scoreboard, (laughs) y'all, this damn scoreboard, whose job is this? It is still not formatted for triple digit scores. It's still not formatted. Like it looks like we've never scored in triple digits before and we don't we don't know how to make it work and it just looks dumb and it's like so annoying and so last time we talked about how they'd put one of the secondary logos on the scoreboard and we weren't in love with it well they did change it this time but to one of the other secondary logos so like i don't know if it's the tertiary or the secondary i I don't remember or yeah not a primary logo and that's just all we need to know and it didn't look it didn't look great up there because it's not primary logo. I mean, it is primary logo territory, and that was not a primary logo. And I'm just saying it's not it, – it, 
it's not a shape that's easily recognizable. And so when it was up there, it was, it was the one that has, uh, it's the horizontal SFA and just a little axe head. Oh, the axe hat. <laughs> and my cousin was like, cause of course, you know, my cousin is very familiar with SFA and he would recognize the primary logo anywhere, but he's never seen that. And he's like, what is that logo up there? It looks like a chef hat. And I'm like, right. I'm going to, I'm going to comment on that. But I was like, it's supposed to be an ax head, which like when it's on a shirt or something, you can tell, but on anyway, back to, refer back to all my comments last week from <laughs> logo on the scoreboard. Um, I think, I think on the ESPN, it was still the primary though, right? Oh yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. I would have. I think I would have noticed if it wasn't. I don't know. Actually, they need, like they need to stop playing with the logo on the scoreboard and fix the damn like score part where we can have a triple digit score fit up there. That's what they need to be worried about. I'm telling you one more time. I'm, t- I'm telling you if if it happens one more time, I'm literally. I'm just. I'm just gonna walk down there. I'm gonna. And f- or, I'm gonna message Ryan Ivy and be like, "Yo, WTF, bro." Yeah. No, we're gonna find out whose job that is. Done. Like it. It's got to be fixable. Anyway. Yeah. And my last one, and I talked about I talked about this the last game. Like, Demir, we love you, and I'm so happy to see you go in when you go in. But, like, here's the thing. If you want to see some more regular playing time, then you need to know your role and stay in your lane and, like, do the things that you're good at doing so you can get more playing time instead of taking advantage of the last couple minutes you get put in to a 30-minute win and like try to showboat and do all these things that you're not you're not doing well. Like he did get a great little mid-range fadeaway. It was great. It was beautiful. It was executed wonderfully. It was nothing but net. It was pure. <laughs> to use Nick Springer's word. Um, but then the very next possession, he's gonna miss a shot right there at the board, and then the next possession, he's gonna try another three that he. Miss yeah. terribly. And I'm like, what are you doing? Demir, come on. Like, I'm rooting for you. I want you to get some more playing time. So when you get in there, like, do what you know you're good at. Don't don't try to stretch it with these threes and these other things. Um, that's all I have to say. No, on that. I, know, um, I have a grievance against ESPN. This is another grievance that, I mean, this is separate from all the other goddamn grievances. Okay. All right, so never mind. I, I rescind my grievance against okay. ESPN because I was about to- I was about to lay into them because they sent a freaking notification for the girls SFA game telling me it was halftime. And then I went to go check the, what the score was. And it still said there was time left on the clock. And I was like, bitch, you just said it was halftime and there's, there's still playing. But then it just updated and it is halftime. So I will say the lady jets are winning by 10 at halftime, 32 to 22. Awesome. We'll have this posted before the men play. We're almost done. Yeah. Almost there. So one word to describe. One word. So, oh, go ahead. You're first. Well, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, my one word was physical. I mentioned it in my uh, in, in my feats of strength. I, it was a really physical game. I, lo- I mean, I just, I love physical games. Like, physicality is something that just, like, it gets my juices flowing. That sounds really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does. I'm just like, you know what? I mean, they're out there, and they are just putting literally all gas, no brakes, pedal to the metal. You know, they're playing. 10 out of 10, hard, game is quick, quick paced, playing some good defense, press Ewing's back, baby, in the sawmill. I mean, those are the types of games that I just, like, crave and I live for. 
just like with any other sport, like if it's a physical, like fast pace, like boom, 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 kind of game, like love it, love it, love it. So that was my word. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, So mine was prepared just because I feel like that was, we played to our potential for the first time. I felt like all season we looked really good. And I, you know, the next two games coming up, the one tonight against ACU and Saturday against Sam Houston are going to be the biggest two games we have of the season. And I just feel like we really looked like we, we are prepared for this. Like we're checking off all the boxes. We're getting our shit together. Like everything's in line. Fingers crossed. We shall see. It's going to be a tough game. We're going to be proud regardless, but I feel like, I feel like they look like they are prepared and they are ready. So. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agree. hundred percent. All right, moving on. So don't forget again, real fans have my plates. Come on. Those plain white Texas lumberjack or those lumber. I can't talk. Those plain white Texas plates could really use some lumberjack flair. Those are boring. So get some SFL, some purple plates. Be a proud lumberjack. Remember when you buy a five-year personalized purple SFA plate from MyPlates.com, Bay Athletics takes in almost $250 from that purchase. Did you know that? I didn't know that until recently. It's the newest trend now. Everybody's getting SFA purple plates. If you haven't purchased one lately or never at all, what's stopping you? They have multiple options, one-year, three-year, five-year terms. One-year term, it's only 50 bucks if you get background only. So you get the pretty purple background. You don't have any personalization, but if you want personalization, that's fine. You could totally do that. There are so many options out there for you. Totally. And you could be as cool as me and Jacqueline with nice purple plates. Yeah, because if you you have my plates, but not the SFA my plates, then you have the razzle, but not the dazzle. Oh, my God. That was so good. I know. I'm going to start throwing it in. My heart was palpitating on that one. That was so good, my lord. So, if you have those old white SFA plates from back in the day, you can actually get those moved to the new purple SFA plate. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. Again, you just have to call customer service, make a quick $50 charge, and then you're done. You're They're going to get some new purple plates directly shipped to your home. And then the last best part about this whole thing is like, you know what? I want to do a five-year term. I just can't afford that shit because I broke. That's okay. Guess what? You can do layaway. If it's too expensive, you say, you can't afford it all at once, man. You can do a free layaway program, pay over five months, and boom, your plates will be ordered, no extra cost. It's a win, win, win. Multiple wins. So again, super easy to buy. Go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjack so you can get up to a $50 rebate. Takes a few minutes to order. Easy as pie. www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Lumberjacks. All right. Okay, so super quick little random update. And I... Because uh, we had talked about a few... Why did you edit this? Because I was going to and I saw you did. Uh, so, yeah, a few podcasts ago we were talking about, about Leon and Shannon because we had seen whenever um, Kevon was entering the portal or whatever it's called for, like, a G League team um, that Leon was trying out. Oh, the draft? The draft, yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't know what happened with Leon, so we need to look that... I haven't fact check that yet but I did see randomly that mm-hmm. now Shannon is no longer playing on the Wisconsin herd which is where he and Leon were playing because um, he's now playing overseas 
So, I, or they said that when they were commentating. I think Tyler mentioned it, and so I went and looked on his Instagram. Uh-huh. I don't know what team he's playing on, but it shows that he's now in Poland. So, um, it's we'll exciting have to do that again. A couple, couple, or I think maybe the first season we were doing this, they did like a where are they like now? A, where are they now? Update. So we'll have yeah. to do that again during during the summer and give everybody an update. Yeah, where the fuck everybody's at and what they're doing. You know who we can find. Maybe have a couple guests. Definitely, we can do a whole episode on that. What the heck they're doing with their lives. I just they mentioned that one during the game, so I had to bring that up. Um, no, I agree. I was yeah. going to make that comment, but then I saw that you that you yeah. did. So I was like, yeah, because I had no idea either. Honestly, still thought he was worth the herd. So that's good. Good for Shannon. Good for Shannon. Fantastic. Love it. I mean, you're playing your league, man. Those guys play hard. So good. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we do have one kind of last-minute fan comment. Nothing super crazy. It just kind of came down the ladder a little bit ago. Um, and it was – this is from DDT Woodlands, Far East Texas on Twitter. Uh, so it says, a passionate Lumberjack fan thinks, and it's necessarily um, – it's about the whack, obviously. Uh, thinks McNeese should be the last school in if the WAC can't grab Northern Colorado or Northern Arizona. Maybe a little conversation about that. Maybe not. I said, no, like we could, we could talk about it just a smidgen. Again, we don't know a lot about it. Um, but I guess we can consider the pros and cons if McNeese did come with us to the WAC. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. Um, I mean, I would have to do, because I didn't have time to look all this up, but I would have to do more research on what other conferences are around in Texas that have some schools comparable to the size of us um, to say if that's really the best choice out of, like, other conferences that we could choose from to pick someone out and say, hey, come join us. Um, Mm -hmm. However, if we were going to choose one more school from the Southland, not a not a bad pick, I would think, because really, what would be easier geographically would be another Texas team. But I don't I don't think like Houston Baptist is not going to come. UIW is not going to like. We don't want either one of them. I don't think A and M Corpus Christi. Is, I don't know. I I really don't know what their facility looks like because I've never been. Well, we're Okay, so they're a definite no. Um, Unless the team has football, they they out. uh -uh. But out of all of the Louisiana schools, McNeese has the nicest facilities, and they're closer than most. That's what I was about to say. If we wanted to be technical with it, that's only a few hours away. Um, If it was like another school out in Timbuktu, Texas, Technically, McNeese would probably be closer for travel wise. Yeah, you know what I mean, like if it was like a if it was a school like out near Abilene or further. I mean, Abilene's freaking four hours plus away. Yeah, and it's still in Texas again. Right. Yeah. Um, Texas. I love how big it is, but again, when it comes to travel, sometimes it could be a bugger. Like I would have loved to have gone to the game tonight, but I again, know. It's a bugger. Yeah. So I, I have to agree with you. If we had to pick one other team out of, if it had to be out of the Southland specifically, and it was like. Here are your options for the Southland, which one, and this is the team we're bringing. I would say, yeah, McNeese, for sure. Because, like you said, hell no to HBU. Absolutely not. Their facilities are absolute dog shit. No offense, Caleb Beams, but they are. And you know that. Sorry, Caleb. (laughs) They are. Uh, UIW, same. Absolutely not. Bye. And no, just no. Um, Yeah, so I would say McNeese would probably be the most logical choice out of the Southland, because you're right. Their new basketball facility is great. It obviously is not 
freaking spectacular, but it's brand new and it can it can keep up with the WAC standards. Um, football, they just got some new renovations because of the hurricane, so you know it has it has the football. And again, it's not super far away when it comes to travel. So I mean, if they wanted to add them into our southeast uh, division, not horrible. I know there was a few other names they're throwing around out there. Um, Texas Southern, um, oh God, A and M. I think A and M Commerce or that would make sense probably. Yeah, there's a few others that they've been throwing around. Um, just actually, Twitter chatter has been throwing around, not like the whack has been throwing around. Right. So yeah, I mean. If it had to be from the Southland, I agree with you. I think Mace would be the most logical choice. If it was like, it has to be from the Southland, but if it doesn't, you're right. I would want to see what other schools are comparable to us, Texas, for leaving. If it's like a division, if it's a division two school wanting to move up and they have all the facilities, they have all the, they have everything. They just want to move up. Okay. Sure. Kind of like how Tarleton did. So yeah we'll see we'll see it's very interesting very interesting all right so again we all know tonight is game night wednesday night on the road in abilene one of the toughest games if not of the year to date yet of the season versus abilene christian at eight o'clock so in a few hours from now we will have this uploaded and posted by then um so if you want to do a little pre-game listening totally do that um and then of course we have our next home game Versus Sam Houston in the sawmill on Sunday, January 31st at 3 p.m. That game will be televised. I believe it's going to be on ESPN. You? I think that's right. Yeah. That sounds right. Let me Don't look. look at that. It sounds right. I think Jacqueline's going to look it up. But I'll the ladies look. are playing on Saturday at 2 o'clock in the sawmill. So, again, if you can make it out to both. Fantastic. Jacqueline and I will be there for both, most likely, yes. Um, and strap yourselves in because that is going to be a really, really – we need every available social distance seat filled. Like, we need it filled. We need that place popping, rocking, rolling. It doesn't say on the schedule, and I don't know why. That's weird. I'm almost positive it's ESPN. Uh, yeah, they posted I think, a while back on, like, on an infographic. But I okay. – I, yeah, but from there, I don't know. I feel like that's right, but again, we'll have to see. I think it, I think it is, though. But anyway, yeah. all right, guys. It is that time. Time to close it up shop. Time to move it on out. Time to regulators mount up. Anyway, hope you guys have a great night. Ax and Jax. With Alex and Jax. Y'all, good luck on the game tonight. Yay. Fingers crossed.